I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. It's Thursday morning. You know what that means? It's time for some average quality radio with moderate quality people. From Clovis Hills Community Church, this is Redefined Defiance. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Welcome to Redefined Defiance. We're so glad you're here. Man, Good we got today. Dude, we got a great great episode. I've seen you for three days straight now. <laughs> We've seen a lot of each other, man. I'm it's it's tough. I'm so sad so sad to go home right now. We we just got finished with a three day conference. We've been at a three day conference and we had a speaker at this conference, uh Megan Fate Marshman, and she is in the studio with us. You do? Yep, you guys she, all make sound effects. Yes, like yes. You should. Hey, guys. Well, yeah, our whatever. thing is, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. I don't know why we do that. Every time you say that, does he just say it back? Yeah, yeah. Well, and Scott, actually, whenever we walk in the office and see each other, we go, hey, Matt. And he does it back. And it <laughs> just became a thing. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. But uh, Megan is an incredible speaker. You'll probably hear a little bit more about her ministry in the um, next segment. But um, And we only have so much time with her. So... I, we're going to do Church of Stranger in Fiction. We're just going to do it right now. And I don't even think you have the drop for it, Dan, no. but don't worry about it. So Church of Stranger in Fiction is just a bit we do where we anyone that's been part of a church for a long time has met someone crazy, seen something really <laughs> weird happen, seen something very funny happen. Oh, yeah. we, we had one pastor, Megan, he was doing a wedding. And he accidentally called the bride by the groom's ex-girlfriend's oh. name. And then they got married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten years divorced. later, they were divorced. No. And he married. That. It was prophetic. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. But anyways, that was a great story. So we had another pastor come in and um, there there was an exorcism. Oh, and they're Baptists. And they were like, what do we do? And yeah. the pastor, his senior pastor was like, get some oil. And all he could find was salad dressing. <laughs> No. Salad anointed with Newman's. The power of Christ Newman's. compels you and Newman's. Okay. So um, that that's kind of our Church of Stranger in Fiction. And, oh. you know, Dan's had some funny stuff people have said and, and whatnot. So oh. tell us, um, because in, in the next episode you'll talk, or in the next segment you'll talk about your testimony. Yeah. But, and, you know, kind of how you came up in the church. But you had to have something kind of funny or so quirky weird. happen yeah. in church. Yeah, I, I st- yeah, I feel like a lot of it happened in high school ministry. Ah, mm, yes. But I can distinctly remember being a high schooler. This is the first story that came to mind. We'll go with it. Uh, and I remember the <laughs> I remember the pastor talking about sexuality, and he promoted it for weeks. And so there's <laughs> okay. this massive turnout. And but it's weird. We all like show because we're excited because we feel like it's going to be. I think we're going to do that in, in youth this year. We're just going to put up a big uh, sign on the corner of the church that just says "Sex" in all capital letters. Sex at church. Wow. Sex at go. church. Wow, there's big. a website you can buy for that actually. <laughs> Okay. It got weird. And so I distinctly remember all of us showing up and laughing. And then suddenly the sermon starts and everyone is awkward. And yeah. What's he going to teach Most people are coming to watch the ship burn. Yeah. I feel, yeah, yeah. It was one <laughs> That's of those moments. That's what's going on. He, he preaches his heart out. And I can still remember sitting there being like, wow. And every, you know, it's all this moment. It's all very serious. And then he wants to go into a response time. And I still remember the moment he looks and he's just trying to be prayerful. And all of us are going like, how do we respond to this? And he goes, so... In response, I think we should all just, you know, turn our gaze upon Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and all of us are like... Five gay dudes stood oh. up and just looked for Jesus. It was one of those where everyone's like, is that for all of us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone's like, super, where's he at? <laughs> That's crazy. That's my next job. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, man, that that is good. Back to Redefine Defiance, and we are back, and we have a special guest for this segment. 
And I'm super pumped because I'm kind of a fanboy. Um, this this woman could preach circles around me, and I was just it's listening to her evident. preach, and I was like, "Dang!" Um, it's Megan Fate Marshman. How you doing? Uh, it is so good to be with you. What a cool uh, opportunity! Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, well, we're so glad you're on the show. It's an honor to have you. So, um, man, we only got ten minutes with you, so I'm just I'm just gonna go quick, like. You, uh, if for our listening audience, if you don't know, you should look her up online. Like, where could they find you online? Just oh, YouTube? Man. You're all yeah, over the YouTube's, place. YouTube works great. Yeah. Okay, you you can find her on YouTube. Because if you search, if you find me on YouTube, hopefully you'll just find things about truth that I get the opportunity to preach. So if that's what you get to see there or first go. impression of me, that works great. YouTube. Right, and she's an author as well. You you have a, a book or multiple books? Uh, a couple, yeah. A couple. What are you. your books? So yeah, I know. got, uh, the first one that I came out with was Seven Family Ministry Essentials, specifically targeting pastors and saying, how do you not just be passionate, but strategic? And then the most recent would be selfless, which is how to think less about yourself, but more of yourself at the same time, which is tricky and good luck figuring that out mathematically. And then I just finished one that I'm most excited about, probably because I just wrote it, um, but on how God's plans really are meant for good, even the chaos and crazy, what in the world that means. Yes, man. <laughs> I'm living that one right now. Let me tell you. Um, so Megan, how did you like come to faith? Did you grow up going to church or uh, what was that like? Yeah. So grew up in a household that loved the Lord. Uh, the fun uh, backstory would be a 15 year old girl who was really depressed. Not me, a girl named Jenny uh, was a neighbor of mine, but she went to camp a high school camp, gave her life to Jesus there, and then went to her pastor and she goes, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? How do I change my life? And he goes, start serving the church. Don't let it serve you, serve it. And she's like, that's different. You know, and so literally <laughs> volunteers in children's ministries and started doing Awanas. And her job was to take all the little um, goldfish and put them in the little snacks, you know? And so uh, to Boom. hand out to all the kids, that was all she did for months and months and months. And one day they gave the gospel and more kids raised their hands. And so Jenny got paired up, even though she didn't feel ready got paired off with a little girl. They went and talked on blue steps and I was the little girl. So a high schooler who said yes to Jesus did not have a clue what it looked like following him, but just made small obediences. And that one led to a obedient moment for me. That is really cool. That is super cool. So, um, you spent a lot of time speaking all over the country and, um, and I know, okay, I'm, I am a fanboy. I'm just to be honest. Like I know like recently you've been speaking at Willow Creek. I have. Yeah. How's that been? What, like, tell me about that experience. I don't, I don't care about our listeners. I just want to (laughs) know. Yeah, it was, uh, I think. I'm going to make that a drop by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I don't care about our listeners. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's been uh, probably the most surprising. My, my, I'll tell you this: when I first had kids, some random guy walks up to me. He's like, "Every no is a yes, and every no is a, every no is a yes, and every yes is a no." And then he like mysteriously walked away. I'm like, "That was weird." And I've been figuring out what that means. And so, how do you find the best yeses? Not just say yes to whatever you can. And so my husband and I prayed going into even 2018, uh, halfway through the year, saying, how do we say yes to the right voice and not just listen to the popular voice? And as a communicator who travels, there's a lot of... um there currently there just is a lot of invitations to speak different places and it's exciting and there could be a lot of yeses but my husband and I kind of decided our best yes is going to be intimacy with the father and then intimacy with each other and then intimacy with our family and my primary uh, yes needs to be my family and so it's just been sweet figuring that out and as we decided that 
each request that comes in, man, just being prayerful. And I'll never forget, we started saying no to a bunch and we were surprised by it. Like, why are we saying no? Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially to things that wouldn't make sense to anyone else, except it was just, um, we were just confident in it. And then got a phone call from a friend that worked there and stayed in the midst of a hard season for them uh, when a lot of people were kind of departing. He was someone that stayed and said, we're, we've been prayerful as a staff. And I had at that point done a few midweek services for them over the past few years. And then he just said, we're looking for a couple. And apparently it was three of us, three pastors to come in and step in during this interim season. So I know they're, they're hiring their next pastor in the upcoming season. Uh, but in the in-between the past year, uh, me, Albert Tate, and Eugene Cho got to step in yeah. in addition to their uh, consistent pastors there. And it has been the best yes possible and it's just cool god of course 16 months ago would leave my husband and i to figure out what our best yes is and then knowing full well that that would be a yes that we would need to take so our best yes now for our listeners that don't know what willow creek is you need to get online and go listen to albert tate and megan marshman and eugene cho they are incredible speakers um they will blow your mind (laughs) um you will trust me you you will thank me later. You can stop <laughs> listening to my sermons and go listen to theirs. I'm no, just letting you know. Very good preachers. Keep listening. keep listening to his because I'm going to do a little shameless plug here too. Um, so my brother-in-law is a Southern Baptist preacher. And when I uh, talked about Clovis Hills Community Church, uh, the thing that he responded with is they go for it. <laughs> and I will say, I hope when people listen to things I do, they go, man, that person's going for it. They're living in faith. Like they really believe it. I, you're, I you're like that on that. my tombstone. Yeah, he you went should. for it. He went for it. And he got, <laughs> that sounds Full sad. It, is, it, almost, it almost sounds like the fact that it's on a tombstone. Like, and, it, and then he missed, you know, <laughs> yeah. but he went for it. And I want to go for it. If I really believe this faith thing, then why wouldn't I give my whole life to it? It sounds like that's the reputation of you in this church. And if, to any listener, if there's something you're passionate about, if you really believe this Jesus thing, how in the world are you going for it? And can people tell? Yeah, no, that is great. Thank you. Um, so, where are you speaking next? That's that's my next question. Ooh, next is going to be a winter camp at Forest Home. Oh, I used to take lots of kids to Forest Home. I, I love, love that it. place. It's magic. It is magic. I'll be doing that one. I got a. I know you can't have favorites, yeah, but because yeah. you speak at Hume a lot too. Yeah, I do. I and, do. And they're kind of like the Southern California, I know the Central, it is. It and like then Mount cheating. Herman is the third one. Do you do that one too? <laughs> I haven't done that oh, one. That's no. the third. Like that's yeah. the NorCal. I'll one. let them know that so. they're number three. Bronze medal feels good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we won't say it. who gets the gold, right? I do, no, no, we won't at all. But I, what I do love, and this is me and my background is a lot of camping ministry, is um, even in reading the biblical narrative, it's just a cool space. And even why we're sitting here is because I'm speaking at kind of a winter camp-ish thing for mm-hmm. the Southern Baptist denomination. But man, isn't it true that God meets with people on mountains? And so it's just cool that we get to play that part. But what I love about Forest Home, Hume Lake, Mount Hermon, (laughs) whatever, I don't know them. But uh, what I love is that it's in partnership with the local church, because although people meet with God on mountaintops, fruit, you won't find too many, uh, you won't find too many gardens on top of mountaintops because those ones grow in the valley, which I always found interesting. So it's the partnership of local church with experiences that connect people with God, but then the truth of the partnership with church listeners if you are not connected to your church if you're not consistent if you're not serving it you will not feel like you belong to it i think it's time yeah. for us to stop blaming church and start stepping up as the church and be beautiful yeah i mean i every week when um i say i do i'm kind of old school so i do a benediction yeah i love I send people off yeah. you know but it, it's not it's it's like a more of a hey listen you just gathered as the church this is just mm-hmm. a building who's the church? And they all go, we are. Oh, really? And then I say, now 
go out those doors <gasps> and go be the church in That's your neighborhood and your places of work and your homes and it'd be, whatnot. It'd be so. fun if whoever's listening to this, wherever they're listening to this, if you could ask them that question and they could actually say we are it'd be kind of fun so oh it would, that be, it, it would be great and that that's the thing um like for our, our radio audience you know they they know every week we we remind them like hey the local church really is the hope of the world there are some people in that church that are going to love you they're you're going to meet some of your best friends there ever you're going to um connect with god there um don't don't buy the hype of what the news says because every time <laughs> the church is in the news it's someone got molested or stole something yeah and um it's full of some of the best people in the world and some of the worst and yeah. i've been i've been both <laughs> in that, in that thing we are so grateful for you being uh, on and um we just really value your time but thank you so much for being on absolutely listeners how cool is this you get to hear truth uh straight to your hearts so make sure you keep opening yourselves up to it and then man live in response to it god can do powerful things through you so grateful that i get to be a part of it too awesome well hey this is redefine defiance we'll be back in a minute